Good morning. Thank you. That was amazing. Sometimes I wonder why we don't have a pianist playing a, a beautiful, beautiful time of worship, um, of hymns, and we're going to be, you know, just praying. A few weeks ago, Pastor Daniel, he was preaching, and I don't know why he uh, was asking me while he was preaching that, what kind of thinking I have in my mind? And the answer, it's very obvious. Uh, I have a Mexican mindset. I don't know why. So the question was, what language, Hope, do you think of? Spanish, of course. And sometimes I wonder what kind of a accent I'm going to have in heaven. <laughs> because many different times, you, if you had been talking to me, I wish to speak better for me to say everything what I want. And it's difficult. But in heaven, no matter what kind of um, accent I will have, we're going to be talking all day long. And I'm telling you, I'll be chasing you. <laughs> but I think I have good, broken English enough to let you know that God loves you. I mean, I don't need to have a very high-educated English to say, God loves you, or to use any kind of an accent, because you have many different accents, uh, by the way, in this country. And I think I'm in the southern part of America. I can tell you God loves you and God cares about you, but God is more interested in what he does in you rather than what we do for him. In our generation, we have been programmed to pursue happiness, holiness, affirmation, and cures for our interests for our own interests, interests, but God is more interested in making us holy rather than making us happy. And there is only way, only way for us to be holy, and that's the pathway of brokenness. Will you please go with me to the Lord? Father, tell us what you want for us to listen to do and use me for your glory. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. In John 16, verse 33, I can read that. Um, and I will read it. These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. You don't need to use a pair of glasses to see that around us there is a broken, wicked, darkness world. Everywhere you see, every time, every morning, you turn on the radio and you're going to listen horrible things happening, not in China, not in Mexico, here, in America, here, in Roanoke. I was... Um, I went to uh, Sam's Club. I was um, getting some fuel for my car. Uh, across that pump, it was a 
guy from here, and I asked him, how you doing? And he's like, how, he answered me, how do I look like? You looks good to me. <laughs> and he's, no, I'm not good. Did you know that we never, ever had any tornado in Virginia? I'm like, well, I'm from Mexico. I moved 15 years ago, and I heard that several times in the last 15 years that we had a lot of uh, tornado warnings. The world is crazy. Something is happening around us. And I asked him, so have you noticed that the world is not good, right? Yes. Hmm. So what I'm saying is, this broken world is a result of the sin. Because the sin, it's in the picture, it's in the world. We have broken, broken world. The evil in our world seems to be overwhelmed. But let me tell you, what I have found through the years is that a broken world leads us to broken lives. Broken lives lead to broken marriages. Broken marriages lead to broken families. And broken families lead to broken societies and broken cultures. And this world is full of people with broken hearts, broken spirits, and broken relationships. I go to the jail. What I found is broken people. I go across the street. What I found is broken people. Yes, I want to go heaven where everything is perfect. But between now and then, we're going to find broken lives. And let me tell you a couple of things about, not a couple of things, like a bunch of things about when you, when you found out that you have a broken heart. One day, a patient got into a uh, doctor's office and said, Doctor, I'm dying. I have pain all over my body. Please help me. I don't want to die. Doctor, uh, he's, he's curious about what this guy is saying. And he's like, well, can you tell me uh, what is happening in your life? I have pain all over my body from the very top of my, of my head to the very bottom of my feet. Well, can you point me? Can you show me where is, uh, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, the doctor asked him, touch your head. Ouch! Turn your elbow. Ouch! Turn your knee. Ouch! Turn your feet. Ow! Fool. You have a broken finger. Sometimes one thing can be wrong but can hurt the rest of you. Sometimes one thing can ruin everything else for the rest of your life. And let me share with you a list of things that I have found that can show us that we have a broken heart or somebody close to us have a broken heart. You have a very untrusting, you are very untrusting in relationships. You have unrelenting struggles with fear, anxiety, and worriness. You have a hard time receiving love. You are difficult to be loved. The pain has been too great that the walls of protections are too high. Problem is, Nobody can love you. 
You may have unpredictable feelings and emotions. You may be the type of guy that you are on and off, again and again. One day you are kind, the next day you are full of angry. One day you are inspired by Christ, the next day, the next day you are captured by the world. You react in anger a lot. Actually, the people knows you better uh, with this nickname, Mr. Balloon, because anything can make you explode. Sometimes it's just unbelievable because when we are a broken heart, we're stuck, we're stuck in life. A broken heart will keep you in the same place. You have some patterns and dysfunctions in your life you're not moving on. Years go by and you are not advancing. You may be trapped in addictions. Addictions are a clear sign that you have a broken heart and an empty heart. You easily judge the other people's life. Sometimes when we are in this situation, it's so easy to point the other's lives. Problem is, you don't see that you have a broken heart. Sometimes you're trying to cover weaknesses and failure in your life. You're denying the impact of the past in your present. You are using God to run from God. You are doing for God instead, instead of being with God. Did you know that we have an eternal calling from God to be with him? Ultimately, what we're going to be doing in heaven? Meeting with him every day. You may have lots of sarcasm. Sarcasm is one of the more subtle ways to find out that we have a broken heart. Often masked in humor, but it's more like uh, I will make jokes of somebody else because I am hurt. Sometimes you want to be by yourself. You want to be isolated. You want to be alone. And let me tell you, amigos, God created you and me to be in fellowship. That's why I married that beautiful Mexican senorita, my wife. That's why we have all of those beautiful kids. But when I get isolated, I'm showing that I have a broken heart. And most important of all, when you, are a when you have a broken heart, you have a unforgiveness and bitter heart. Why? Because I'm wounded. And I was talking to the staff the other day. Did you know that sometimes it's very easy to be wounded by the ones that we love the most? Did I say that in right English, in good English? I could get offended from my staff, awesome amigos. Because if something, if they do something that I don't understand, I could be wounded in my heart. And I'm telling you, Jeremiah 15, verse 19, 
It says, therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, then I will restore you. Before me you will stand, and if you extract the precious from the worthless, you will become my spokesman. They will, they for their part may turn to you, but as you for, but as for you, you must not turn to them. In this crazy and broken world, broken things are despised as a worthless. But God can take something that is broken and remake it. He is the potter. We are the clay. I'm not sure, guys, but the one, this awesome Mexican, this handsome Mexican, and I believe that. I told you that before. My wife, every day she calls me handsome. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not joking. It's every day. So I feel great every day. If I'm down, the other day we were playing basketball. You don't know this, but I beat uh, your pastor in basketball. I have the, the bell. But <clears throat> as, a com- as a good competitor, he wants to take that bell back. So it's 2-0 now on his favor. So I was down. I went home, and I'm like, honey, Daniel beat me in basketball. She said, uh, handsome, you're going to beat him. Yes. God never throw away broken hearts. Never. That's why I'm here preaching to you. That's why you're there seated. Because you were not rejected by God. Tony Evans said, church is like hospital. It's where people who are sick, broken, bruised, beaten, and battered with life because of sin and unrighteousness come for help. It's okay if you are here and don't have all your life together. Hospitals do not tolerate sick people hanging around who don't want to get better. This church is not a museum of saints, but a worship of Sinners. Psalm 147 verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. In this church, in this hospital of souls, the doctor is not Daniel. I hope you will understand that. I will repeat it. The doctors, the super awesome guys in here, are not Daniel. Hope, Ethan, Paul, Lean. The doctor's name of this hospital, the director, is Jesus. Sometimes he will send us to your place, and we're going to pray for you. And sometimes you will not like what we're going to say to you. But you have to listen. I know that North Roanoke is becoming a place of relief, a place of restoration, a place of refugee for the storms of life. I hope, I know God, North Roanoke Baptist Church is becoming a divine oasis of love in the midst of all this crazy dry land. We need that kind of church every day. What is brokenness, by the way? Psalm 34, 18, it says... The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. 
Brokenness is the act of surrendering your will to the will of God. Brokenness is about or will being totally submitted to God. Brokenness is the process of surrender or hearts, mind, and bodies to the Lord. Brokenness is a process where God brings us to the end of ourselves and into a total trust, love, and submission toward him. And it's not easy, by the way. Let me tell you something, guys. When you see my life, I'm in a process of being broken by God sometimes. And I don't like it. But guess what? All of us, we are in the process of brokenness. In order to be used by God, you need to be in brokenness. Brokenness is good even when I don't like it, when I don't enjoy it. It's not a very pleasant feeling, but brokenness is good because sometimes God needs to show me a scene in my soul that I, that I need to be repented. The other day somebody asked me, are you prejudiced? The quick answer was no. But that night I went to the Lord and I asked, am I praying this Lord? And it was a small silence. Is that a yes? And I think like I heard kind of, I never heard a, a, a physical voice, voice saying yes, but I was like, yeah, I am. Sometimes I'm praying this against my wife. I think I'm better than her because I'm the man. I'm the macho man. And in my culture, the woman should be shut, quiet. I'm the voice of righteousness. I'm the voice of truth. When I say that, it's more the other way, right? It seems that the greater God's plans for a person, the greater the brokenness will come to your life. Did I say it right? We should not run from being broken in God's eyes, even when it's not a pleasant feeling, but it will produce a better life. Brokenness, brokenness is a blessing because it puts us in the road of breakthrough. When Jesus said, bless are the poor in spirit, those are the ones who will be used by God for his glory. Brothers, sisters, if you are in a time of brokenness, God is doing something in your life. What will be the blessings from brokenness? Isaiah 57 verse 15 says, for thus says the high and exalted one who lives forever whose name is holy, I dwell on a high and holy place, and I also with the contrite and lowly of spirit in order to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. The scripture makes it clear that it's with the one who is in brokenness. <clears throat> you and I will never meet God in intimacy until we first meet him in brokenness. Um, a lady from Central America, 
said to me the other day, please, please, Pastor, explain me why God allowed the evil ones to <clears throat> abuse me. <coughs> and I, uh, that, that, is not, that is not an easy answer. When somebody comes to you and uh, will ask you difficult questions, this is what I usually say, there is no easy answers for difficult questions. But in the Bible, everything happens with a purpose, right? Am I right? Everything. So I answered to this Central American lady, lady, I don't know nothing about your life, but I'm pretty sure that somehow God could use that for his glory, even when, <clears throat> when, you, when you don't see it. She is the one who fixes our food every time we need to fix, uh, to, to have food in the, in the church. He loves the Lord. He asked me the other day, why, what do I need to do to be obedient to God? And I said to her, well, you need to be baptized. She wants to be baptized because she understood that everything in life occurs with a purpose. There are four blessings in particular that, that are unique and they are reserved for those hearts and lives who were treated by God. First, God draws near to the broken ones. Those who are taught by God will help the brokenhearted. He lifts up those who are humbled by stay away from the proud. Secondly, new life is released through all brokenness. Third, Brokenness bring an increased capacity for love and worship. The sinner woman who anointed Jesus' feet with her tears and precious anointment was broken by the lie, but Jesus Christ healed her soul. Fourth, brokenness bring increased fruitfulness for God who uses the brokenness for his glory. I want to read something that it got my attention. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Contrary to what we would expect, brokenness is the pathway to blessing. There are no alternative routes. There are no shortcuts. The very thing we dread and are tempted to resist is actually the means of, to God's greatness, blessings in our lives. Nancy Laid, the mosque. Let me share with you what I consider are the signs of being treated by God in brokenness. Number one, let me read John 12, 24 first. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat, wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. This is what I consider they are the signs of being treated by God in brokenness. Number one, you'll listen to the others. You receive correction. You are submitted in love. Number two, you help people who can't do anything for you in return. You don't blow your own horn in front of the others. You don't put your name on the top of that place. You don't talk bad about the others. You make yourself, to make yourself look good. You give compliments to the others. You are an encourager. 
uh, to the people. You honor and respect the others. You are just and merciful. You admit that you are wrong when you say, I'm sorry, frequently, when you are admitting your own faults. You have a good attitude even when you don't get your own way. You forgive and love the others with grace. You are more concerned about what God thinks about you rather than what people think about you. You make Jesus' name famous instead of making yourself famous. You speak the words of God. You speak the truth of, of God. You don't lie. You practice what you speak. In other words, your life is the best sermon that is preached every Sunday, every, every day. You are less depending on yourself and increasingly depending on Jesus. And most important of all, you are obedient to the Holy Spirit guidance. What I can say is that brokenness, it's a tool by God. A tool that God uses to bring us back into his loving arms. God put a new glory inside of us, but he needs to broken our hearts. He needs to take away all of these strongholds. God desires the sacrifice of a broken and contrite heart. God wants spiritual brokenness, the kind of brokenness that he can use. He wants godly sorrow that leads us to repentance. The result of being filled of the Holy Spirit, it's anything but brokenness. I don't know you, but my sisters, five sisters, one brother, their lives are not perfect. I don't know what exactly happened in their lives, but most of them, six siblings, they are walking away from God. They hate church. You know what they say to me? Why should I go to the church? Bunch of, bunch of sinners like us, bunch of uh, hypocrites, bunch of liars, bunch of adulterers, bunch of... The list is huge. And this is my answer. Guys, yeah, you're right. Really? So we're right. Yeah. Again, church is full of sinners. That's what we are, right? So, yeah, you're right. But there is one great thing about the church. Jesus is in the middle of that church and he will put you in the right way. He pulled he pull back everything together in your lives. And this is what I'm, I'm trying to tell you. You may have a son, a daughter, a cousin. You may have a, a neighbor. And, and sometimes you don't know what is happening. But you know that something not good is happening in that house. Because you feel the, the darkness. You feel something. And God, the Holy Spirit, is telling you, pray for your neighbors. Because something, something needs to be done in that house. We can't escape to the reality that something needs to be done, done around us. In this community, in this world, something needs to be done. Yes, there is darkness. There is a lot of anger, a lot of uh, 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 crazy things happening. But guess what? That's why we're here. That's why 
We need to preach to the others. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you. And that's exactly what I would like to say and I would like to do. To pray for you if you feel brokenhearted and you feel like, I'm going nowhere. I'm going nowhere. I think that this is it. No, it's not. A lady dealing with cancer, uh, 68 years old. She was in stage four. <clears throat> she called me, pastor, come home. I went to see her. Uh, I want to die. So you want me to pray to God? God, kill her. Now. Is that what you want me to pray for? Kind of. This is what I said to her. Listen, lady. She's, she's a believer. She was a believer. God will not. Now it's when the English is going. It's, I'm, I'm getting empty of English. I know like a 2,000 words in English and I said to her, God will not award you escaping from the world when you want. God has the right to say it's done when it's done in his time, not in your time. So before being in that pity place, has God strength, wisdom, and use your life to preach the others. He lived almost six months. In those six months, he was preaching to every family, to every neighbor who was who were coming, even to the nurses, to the doctors about Jesus Christ. Reality is we all gonna die. I hope I'm not dying from cancer. But if I have to, I have to glorify the Lord. So right now I would like to spend some time praying for you. I don't know why it's so difficult to come forward, but this is where I know. When you have a burden in your heart and you can't, you can't move forward, it's time for God. And that's why we need to ask for God's help. But you may have a daughter, sister, brother, neighbor, suffering of some kind of a broken hearted. And we need to pray. And let me tell you, when we pray, God moves. If you have a prayer request, if you have a broken heart, if you have a loved one dealing with some issues in their lives and you need some prayer, right there where you are, please stand. And let's pray for you. Let's pray for your loved ones. Please stand if you have a prayer request to the Lord. Close your eyes. Please close your eyes. Would you please play something, uh, brother? Father, we love you. We need you. I remained 
stand because you know the situations in my brother, sisters, nephews, nieces, my neighbors, Lord, they need you. And sometimes I feel like I, I can't do nothing. So, Lord, please, please, Lord, help them. Help us. Help me. You are the porter. You are the porter. I am the clay. My soul, my soul is in pain, Lord. I can't stand looking my neighbors fighting each other. I can't stand doing nothing but praying and waiting for you to, to do something, Father. Please heal my broken heart. Heal my family. Heal, heal our land. Be with us. We want to be that church. The church that lift up the broken ones. The church that extends hands to the ones who are not saved. I have to remind myself that you are working and you're going to finish your work in all of us. Brothers and sisters, our porter, our God, our doctor, Jesus, will finish the work in your life. And you're going to be transformed in the name of Jesus. To shine upon the darkness. And Father, thank you for this wonderful day. For many of us, it's a new day. For many of us, we are released of these burdens in life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Will you please stand? We're going to sing.